This is Songwriting Our Way Out of Here with Leah G and Marlock. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Songwriting Our Way Out of Here. I'm here with Leah G as usual. Hello Leah. Hello Marlock, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Oh, good to hear that. Yeah. Um, I'm going a little bit crazy, though. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, think this lo- lockdown is just uh, yeah, going on for far too long. But oh, We'll know tonight how long we'll still be. Yeah. Till I can go back to London. Yeah, well, it's gonna, I think it's still going to be some more time. But anyway, I think today we wanted to talk about something that we really, really, really miss, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. About live gigs. Oh, definitely. Yeah, to be honest, like I was thinking about it um, a couple of days ago, talking to my parents, and I'm like, which other things I actually really miss, mm. right? Because let's be honest, uh, I think this had some positives, or is having some positives, uh, just staying in, and and it makes you look back and think, okay, which other things I actually really value about my life, and kind of like reprioritizes so certain things, and. And I think for me, talking to my parents the other day was like, oh, one of the things I really, really miss is like going to gigs. Yeah, so, same. Let's I mean, talk we went for that. a gig just like one week before lockdown. Yeah, you and I did, didn't, didn't Oh we? my gosh. I went to so many gigs just before lockdown. I was so busy. I went to gig every night. Every night? It was night. sick. Well, it was on a Tuesday I went with you. On a Wednesday, I think I went to my friend's gig. On the Thursday, I went to... Um, that Aaron Smith gig and Sodi gig, mm-hmm. and then I fell ill again, and then on Monday I'll move to yours. Mm. So not bad, yeah. Not bad I, at all, I've right? been to a few gigs this year, but not as many as um, other years. Twenty eighteen was, for example, I think by far the the craziest year for me. Yeah, I think talking about that, which which have been your favorite gigs ever. Oh gosh! Just on the spot. Just on the spot. <laughs> Just on the spot. Well, I guess you know the answer to this anyway. Um, definitely Ed Sheeran. I went to Lame. see him three times <laughs> on the um, Divide tour. So those are your best three, the best three the gigs. The best of your three life. gigs. No, but those three gigs were really, really, really bloody amazing. Like I saw Ed once in um, in London in the O2 um, Stadium Arena, O2 Arena. I think O2 Arena. Um, then one time in Stockholm in a massive stadium and then last summer in Prague in a massive outside stadium. Fair enough. You don't think? I saw him last year in, uh, in Leeds in Hay, Hay Park or whatever it's called, Hay Market Park or Hay, what, something. <laughs> <laughs> really big park. I think it was like 150,000 people. And wow. So insane. Yeah, support was um, Lewis Capaldi. Oh, sick. Well. Yeah. Oh, see, that's another one of my favorite gigs was um, Sam Smith in Vienna and the Stadthalle. It was amazing. So Right, um, come on. Give me a top three. Stop, stop okay. faffing about. Sorry. Ed Sheeran. Um, I think Sam Smith actually, I really enjoyed that show. And then, oh gosh. No, no. Where was I? All right. No you, you just tell me your favorite three. And I'll my about favorite three. Right. The thing is, the problem here is that obviously uh, I've been to gigs for probably 10 years longer than you have. So, Definitely. you know, uh, and I go to loads of gigs. So for me, it's very difficult. Um, 
I'm going to say John Mayer for sure. I've seen him live four times. But there is one of them, which I think it was the one in 2017, where he did... It was like a very long show, but he split into five parts. And it was kind of like acoustic. It was a bit like the life in LA that he has, but even more elaborate. So there was trio part, there was band, there was him acoustic, there was him on piano. As in kind of like epilogue, he closed with that. So it was literally like a... It was literally like going to the theater, right? Yeah. Where you know you get like um, they they split the actual mm. act in in three or two, and then you get a um, what's it called? Oh, I'm, I'm missing the word now. But you know that like fifteen minute oh, break. That, yeah, the interval. Thank you. So yeah, that interval that you have in between. So that was pretty cool. Then. Uh, I've seen Muse live a couple of times and oh, wow. they were amazing. Like, oh. that's an actual performance, right? It's not only about the music, which I absolutely love. And I, I loved even more back in the day when I went to see them because that was like around, I think I saw them in 2010 and 2012, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, 20, 2009 and, and 2012, I think. So when Black Holes and Revelations came out, so one of their like biggest albums or one of my favorite albums from yeah. them, um, yeah, they did all sorts of like funky stuff with like towers mechanically going like up and down. They would bring like Matt Bellamy uh, down to kind of like the ground floor, and there was a piano there, oh, uh, like a stage piano, and then he would get in, jump into one of those towers that would actually raise whilst he was playing guitar and all the others were like balancing. Wow. Then another one was like a pyramid split into three, what? which would like go up and down and go like literally um, facing down and facing up. It was weird. Wow. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Super crazy. So from a kind of like, yeah, entertainment point of view, I think Muse. Oh, yeah. Um, and... I don't know, I really like this up-and-coming artist uh, sort of gig in a small venue, right? Yeah, yeah, I love so. that because it's intimate and you can like connect with the artist much better. So like, true. I love big stadium gigs because it's incredible what's your first row, like me, <laughs> being in the cube at for like what, 16 hours. That was a bit yeah, insane. But um, yeah, it was so worth it, you know, to be first row. Because even, like, especially at the stadium gigs, you're still, like, 20 metres away from the artist because the stage is so high up and, like, far away from the actual barriers that it's actually, like... If you're at the back of the venue, you can see him, like, <laughs> yeah, smaller than a Playmobil figure. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm out to of be all. honest, I'm not too fast. I prefer to sit down. Because <laughs> right, I'm enough. getting old. Oh, right. <laughs> I prefer to sit down... As close as I can to the mixing table, because that's usually where you get the best sound. All right. So if you know the venue, and more or less, or can look at some maps of the venue, try to figure out where the mixing table goes, which is usually ground floor right at the end, right before the stools where you can sit. So if you can get a low stool and sit there right around the middle, that's usually a very good spot. Interesting. Because then, you know, you hear very well what's going on i'm more about listening to what's going on rather than seeing there's usually like if it's a big venue there'll be like massive screens so yeah. you can say quite 
Yeah, oh. see, but I want to be closer to the person who's on the stage. But anyway, yeah, that's and just be my... squeezed for seven hours. I, I oh, need, yeah. I, I'll be brutally honest. I need to go for a wee every hour and a half. So <laughs> same. Know, I didn't know how I could hold him back. <laughs> don't tell us where you pee <laughs> during those six hours. All Thank right. you very much. Okay. Well, from an entertaining point of view, I think. Um, I was thinking about Gavin James, but then I was like, well, from an entertainment point of view, the best gig I've ever been to was Lauf in, I think it was November. Um, went with my friend Jennifer and um, it was, was it O2 Forum or something like that? I'm not quite sure what the venue was, but like Lauf's screen show was insane. He had like two, um, two squares cut out on each side of the stage. Like, but it was like, cut out of the actual screen that he was using behind him and on the left he had his keys play on the right he had his drummer and then he was just like on the stage dancing by himself which was really really cool but then like he switched stuff around and there was so many different things on the screens and everyone everything was really like colorful and then it was just so like so entertaining it was extremely long I think it must have been at least two and a half hour performance which is really long for like gigs like that and um, he played some songs acoustically, he played some songs on the piano. Um, then he randomly brought up this guy who just played one song and then disappeared again. It's <laughs> just really funny by himself in the middle of the show. It's just really kind of cool because he was like a support act, but in his set, which was really kind of interesting. Oh, and Chelsea Cutler was on before him. I hadn't known her, but her like her stage performance was insane like she was standing on the kick <laughs> on the kick drum she's literally standing on there dancing on the kick drum and she was like jumping up and down and she like she was like insane like i think the craziest thing i've seen well. was um uh, i saw case chiefs uh back in the day again 2012 or whatever really at a festival huh I don't even know him, but yeah. It's not continue. a him; it's a band. Oh, so it's like oops. an indie band okay. from all the like the Cooks, the Killers, uh, Franz Ferdinand, and stuff. All that time when when indie um, was very trendy, right? So Case of Chiefs, who I was meant to see them this summer again at one of the festivals ah, that damn it. I was going to, not happening anymore. Um, anyway, so the lead singer actually got you know. The actual uh, kind of, so the stage has all the support, right? All the metallic support for the screens and all that yeah. stuff. The kind of like um, uh, scaffolding, right? So he climbed on that scaffolding what? all the way to the top whilst singing uh, in the middle of the set. Oh my God. <laughs> I would have been scared. Yeah, we were all like, what is going on? Because if he falls down, breaks yeah. his neck or one of yeah. his fans' necks, which is not... Yeah, they brought him down. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was quite interesting. That's so, insane. Yeah. Anyway, my third one, because I think I'll only listen I to... I thought you said four. <laughs> well, I said probably too many. <laughs> right. But yeah, when it comes to like really small ones, I really enjoyed... like Louis Capaldi was definitely one of my favourite ones when I saw him. Uh, yeah, he was support yeah. for Sam Smith, which was great. Yeah, well, I saw him when he was um, headlining... Mm. Uh, in Brighton, in front of forty people, when wow. he released three songs. So sick. Yeah, twenty seventeen. That was that was super nice because, yeah, you could see he was gonna oh, get yeah. big, and and I loved his three songs at the time or two yeah. songs. Um. So yeah, that was great. 
Yeah, what's the first gig that you you went to? Oh my god, my first gig <clears throat> because live music isn't really a thing in Austria, at least not in my town. It's like there's not really a music scene. So the first gig I went to was actually quite a big gig in an arena in my town, Linz, and um, it was a band called Parastela. Um, it's actually an Austrian guy, um, yeah, and he calls it because he call it oh yeah electro swing which is like really dancey it was actually really really good like it's it's basically he's more or less the dj so he's got like his dj set up and then he's usually got a singer a guitarist and a saxophonist or sometimes even two of them on stage with him and it's really really sick like the music is just for dancing i really enjoy it myself it wasn't the most inspiring gig for me as an artist. I think that came later by seeing like Gavin James perform, like talking about doing like really like small intermediate, intermediate, small in, um, what is it called? I don't uh, know what you're trying to uh, say. Uh, <laughs> just like small venues. Medium size. No, very oh. small ve- venues where it's just more intimate. Oh, with, intimate. Okay. With the artists. Um, was actually Gavin James in Berlin. Um, I went to see him with my friend and we thought we, we got the ages before everyone else because we thought it was like a big venue because the first time I actually saw him was in London in 2016 or 17 and the next time I saw him was in like 2018 or something. But um, yeah, I thought that the venue was quite big but it turned out it was tiny and I was like 30 people and I was literally like stood right in front of his face which was really quite nice. Oh, and there's nice. like... <laughs> <laughs> all right uh it was it was just so it was so special it was really really nice and um yeah i think that size of venue definitely like makes it quite special i think it was who was it that did after he became really famous did like a, a very small venue tour um i think it was jason Mraz. i mm. want to say uh but i've definitely seen like some people who, who've done it uh, I think Damien Royce did like a boat tour like oh. three or four years ago. Sick. Where you know you go on a boat and would like stop in places and and play a gig, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was an amazing idea. Um, I think Green Day also did at some point, but I think is when they weren't like super mainstream yet. Yeah. So when all like the Dookie and stuff. Um, yeah, they did also like a tour in in small gigs in in small venues because they didn't want a like uh, stadium like pretty cool venues or like large venues. So pretty yeah, cool. yeah, that is that is pretty insane. Yeah, I think it's really good because, as you say, you know, it kind of is that closer contact feeling. Yeah, thing, exactly. Right? It's just like yeah, I feel like. Crowds actually, like, that's why I like to be first row as well. I don't like to be squeezed in the middle of, like, tens of thousands of people. It's... Oh, like, you're not squeezed if you're in first row. Well, right? but then I can at least get over the barrier and get out if I need to. Whereas hmm. squeeze somewhere between some sweaty people. Like, honestly, like... The... Yeah, I had a pretty bad experience at a festival. My first ever festival oh, was right. um, kind of like a metal, like, rock metal festival. Oh, in sick. Madrid when in Madrid. I was 17. Wow. Um, so I saw The Offspring, which was one of my favourite bands mm. as a teenager. And actually, I think the first, second 
uh, CD I ever bought was um, <laughs> yeah was from The Offspring, and yeah I love them so much, and um, yeah so I went to this um, this this uh, festival right. And I was like, yeah, I want to be on like first row to see the offspring. And then it was like Rage Against the Machine playing as well. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be first row. But then you know what happens? Like, you get super squeezed. I mean, we were like third row, maybe not first one, right? Yeah, because third row is horrible. It was packed. Seven and it was a festival. To go third row, so and yeah. oh my god, it was like I've never been so sweaty in my life and so oh squeezed because um, there's obviously a mosh pit as well. Wow. In in those kind Obviously. of gigs where everyone goes mental. Of course. So. Oh gosh, my first first festival. I think I was seventeen as well. It was in Austria. It's called Frequency, and um, all the days were rubbish except from one day. Where I went uh, went to the main stage at like twelve. Was in the first row, and then I watched I think five acts one after another, and it finished when it was like. I don't know, nine or something that had like continuous live music from two o'clock or something. Um, and I saw Bears Den, Birdie, George Ezra. Gosh, who else? It's like all my favourite artists or like artists I really wanted to see for a long time, one after another. Just kind of sick, but I was exhausted after because obviously at some point the whole like venue place like the field started filling up and I was like oh fuck now I can't leave and go to the toilet anymore yeah. that's literally my biggest issue with shows it's like firstly I need water I need water so badly and usually they take it off you at the venues and I really need to wee and if you're first row you have no chance of getting out unless you don't want to get back this in this is why as you get older you prefer to go in the back <laughs> and sit down you see and next and time just... I bring one of those camping chairs <laughs> relax like, sorry guys <laughs> relax and actually enjoy I oh, think God. the coolest venue I've ever been to uh, was Hampton Court mm-hmm. uh, that was insane where's that? Uh, so that is a palace in near London. Oh right. It's a quite big palace. And they do like a few gigs a year, right? Oh, so I went to see Joe Bonamassa, who's an incredible blues guitar player. Uh well, he sings and stuff, but he's an amazing guitar player. And yeah, the tickets were super expensive, but it was definitely worth it because just honestly just open air. Open oh, wow. air in the middle of the actual inside, the actual um, uh, castle or castle thingy, and yeah, honestly, super beautiful. You obviously have to go around like, um, the the venue was was honestly spectacular. Um, they do it right around sunset as well, oh. so you there like seeing the sunset whilst the the That's artist amazing. plays. And it was such a beautiful day as well. Mm. Um, yeah, you get all the garden as well beforehand to just go. There's like people playing in the gardens, like free kind nice. of like free sets and stuff like that. Really, Sick. really good. Yeah, talking about that, that reminds me of an, another gig of the same band that I first saw as my first gig, Parastela, um, in Austria as well, um, in a place called Burklum, which is like, I think it's still up Austria. Um, but it's in the middle of nowhere and it's like it's also a castle but it's really cool because it's got really steep hills and basically all the people sit on the hills around it 
And then in the middle, there's the stage, and it's really fucking cool, because, like, all the people come in, and it's, like, the field is full of people, all sat down, it's really chill, but it's still, like, it's still really amazing. And everyone's got their space, and it's, like, it's really chill. I really enjoyed that. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, venues... I think we should talk about venues we want to play as well. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, mine's easy. All right. Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I want to play that. But, um, like, venues that would maybe be... <laughs> realistic? <laughs> realistic to play? In, to play in next year or whatever. Yeah. Um, in the next year, well, I don't think there's that many venues that is realistic to go and play. I want to play that, that venue we went to um, to see Declan Joe Donovan the other week before the lockdown. Oh, here in Brighton? Yeah. The What's it called? Latest Bar? Yeah. But the thing is, um, obviously, who knows when gigs are going to be back oh, no. and you're going to be able to play. Everyone's going to be craving playing. Oh, no. So, so, you know, it's like it's going to be totally cluttered of, uh, of every single artist trying to play and trying to book shows. Mm-hmm. And then apart from that, when are the gatherings going to be? big enough to go and, and see decent size uh, gigs. We don't know. Plus, how many venues are actually going to shut? So true I mean, well. there's so many initiatives at the moment and fundraisers yeah, um, to go and save venues because, yeah, as you can imagine, it's going to be quite difficult for a lot of them to actually survive to this. And, yeah, Latest Bar, I think that's how it's called. Um, I, I really like that venue. It's one of those. Uh, they do some theatre and some other stuff in there. But yeah, that'll be nice. That's a nice venue. There are loads of like nice venues in Brighton. Um, so nice. I wouldn't mind playing in at least a half a dozen of them. Yeah, cause, mm. yeah, some pretty cool. I really like Comedia as well, which is um, it's where I saw Luis Capaldi. I've seen Rhys Lewis there. Jade mm. Bird. Wow. Uh, Ariel Pevson. A lot of people. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, that's just some incredible ones. Concord 2 is one of the biggest ones that I quite like for the size. Mm-hmm. And then there is uh, the old market. It's quite big and I really like it. I think it's very well put together. It sounds, it sounds pretty, pretty good. Sick. Yeah, I really want to play. Is it the, called the showroom? I think it's called the showroom. I'm not quite sure. But I saw Sodie and Naren Smith there just before the lockdown. And that was sick. I really enjoyed that. And then I think one of my favourite venues for seeing like up and coming people, which I want to play as well, which was actually the goal to play at the end of the year. But I guess that's probably not going to be possible. Um, is Amira. Okay. Which is really nice. Like no, really nice. Never heard of it. No, um, really nice venue. I like the stage because it's got like um special wall um stuff. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But, very yeah. specific, that. I know. <laughs> it's just like very special. It looks very old fashioned, like an old theatre almost. Mm. It's really nice. And then I saw Maisie Peters at Shepherd's Bush Empire. I think that's a sick venue as well. Yeah, it's one of the classics, isn't I know. it? Oh. Like so with, the, with the roundhouse as well. I yeah, really like the roundhouse. Round house. Is sick. Uh, Union Chapel. 
Oh, Union Chapel is amazing. Probably my favorite venue in London. Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I know a friend oh, really who works like there. It. So, I've I've been there three times. I really like that place. I really like the acoustics, mm. and you get a decent view wherever you are, and it's not crowded at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can sit down right next to the mixing desk and the loo. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, the loo's in a bit of a weird place, but yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um, you know what? Talking about yeah, theaters and stuff, I went to this super cool show for sounds two oh, years ago or three years ago that's another thing i want to play but mm-hmm. two or three years ago and um obviously it's always like secret venue and all that stuff mm-hmm. and that time it was um the royal theater in brighton but instead of actually being sat where the royal theater is so where where people sit um we were sat at the actual stage so it's like they turned it around. So the artists were, instead of like facing out to the theater, they were facing into the stage and sat on oh, the edge or, of the, or set up on the edge of the stage and looking inwards. So nice. we came in through the backstage door for the gig. And yeah, you could, you could see the, um, the Royal Theater totally empty as your background in yeah. the gig. That sounds amazing. Beautiful. It was gorgeous. Obviously, we were like 25 people or whatever. Sofa Sounds used to allow before. I think wow. it's changed quite a lot. I haven't been to a Sofa Sounds gig in yeah. maybe a year or so. I went to one just before the lockdown as well. See, that's what I did on the Thursday. On the Thursday, <laughs> I went... No, that was on the Wednesday. Yeah, I do, like I went to so many gigs that week before lockdown. But um, yeah, I went to that Sofa Sounds in um, this old... Well, old... In the in the office of um, a company called Rayburn um, because one of my friends works there. So she knew that they'd have a sofa sound. She obviously didn't know like who was going to come and play for us. But it was three artists, two two musical artists, one spoken word artist, which was really like really good. I really enjoyed myself. It was re- like I just loved the atmosphere of sofa sounds where everyone's like together and talking yeah. and it's really just about the music and they ask you to not use your phones and not talk to anyone and just really listen and um Yeah, it's super cool. It's that quietness. Really nice. It's just you get one of the things that really irritates me when I play is all the chatter in the background because it's oh, super no. distracting. I get Definitely. distracted very very easily. <laughs> uh, I know that now. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can't do two things at the same time. Don't talk to me now. <laughs> yeah, I get distracted very easily. So, um, obviously, for me, when I'm playing, I mean, uh, over time, I kind of like got used to it, right? To people not paying attention. And when you play open mics and all that stuff, that's one of the things. Yeah. Um, or if you busk. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of like quite difficult. And when I did my first live stream on Instagram, that's what I realized. It's like, oh my god, I cannot read the screen at the mm. same time as I'm playing because I get totally distracted and then it impacts my performance, right? Yeah. So. Oh, well, yeah, that's sofa why I just love sofa sounds because it's like you know that all the people are there to listen to your music. Um, even though they didn't know that you would play and they might be a bit disappointed or it might not really be that kind of music. Or they but, might love it. Or they might really, really love it. So I just love that about it. Yeah. To be honest, I still follow some of the artists that, you know, I saw back in the day, like three years ago. Wow. And so for Sam's, and I really like them. So. Yeah. 
I just love seeing artists grow, growing with artists, like being the first one to see them and then going to bigger and bigger stages. I wish I had met Ed Sheeran before. I wish I'd gone to his gigs when he was still performing. Well, you were probably in a small baby. stages. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like 13 when I found out about him. So. Yeah, but he was probably 20. Wow. He was 22. There you go. Oh well, but um, on that note, <laughs> on that note, I think we should um, leave this discussion. And um, what's the word. the word for today? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh word. yeah, comment hashtag save our venues on our Instagram post. Yeah, that's very good. Hashtag save our, our venues. venues. We'll be good all together. My Instagram is at Leah underscore G underscore Music. And mine is just at Marlock Music. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your quarantine, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) lovely. And we'll hear you, see you soon. Mm -hmm.